Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is John Cooper. Welcome, John. Hey there, Bernie. Glad to be here. Thanks so much. Glad to have you, John. Glad to have you. John, as Senior Vice President of Global Learning and Development at i you lead an award-winning team of trainers and coaches around the globe who skillfully train our agents and supervisors to rapidly enable them to provide service and support for the customer care programs that are entrusted to us by some of the world's biggest brands. And as you know, John, effective training and development contributes to good CX as well as employee retention. So on this episode, I'm excited to discuss with you the contrast of the current state of global learning and development delivery for frontline employees and the future state of learning and development that's filled with innovations that enable rapid training and high retention of frontline employees at scale. But first, John, let's begin with your introduction, your backstory. Tell us how you got to i -Corps. Sure, Bernie. Um, well, I guess looking back, I would say I started off with a doctorate in science education, and that allowed me to spend the first about 20 years of my career in higher education and academia, where I spent time working with professors and academic programs to take those programs and put them online. So I developed quite a specialty and expertise in digital education, virtual learning. And about 15 years ago, I jumped into the BPO industry and ever since been honing my craft, trying to bring that digital learning expertise to the world of BPO. And then I joined i in 2022 as the SVP of Global Learning and Development, where I inherited an award-winning team that together now are allowing us to do some really innovative things in the learning space. Great. Well, we're going to hear more about that. But first, I, I want to ask you what is probably a rhetorical question, John, and that is, What's the role of training for frontline employees who are engaged in the customer experience for any company, whether they're training their internal frontline employees or training employees at a BPO? Yeah, that's a great question, Bernie. Um, and I'm glad you said at any company because um, I think you should put it in context. Um, hourly workers represent 80% of the global workforce. Think about that, 80% of the global workforce. So the population we're talking about here is not unique to i or the BPO industry. They are pervasive across every company in every industry around the world. Um, so as a result, we should be giving some great care and attention to what happens in that training experience for those workers, because typically a new hourly worker coming into a job, while they may have a very baseline set of skills for which they were hired, typically need to learn the skills and the services and the responsibilities that they're going to do in that new job. 
So training, it becomes the critical enabler to the success of that employee. After all, I mean, as you might well imagine, a good training experience is going to allow that employee to learn how to do their job, go off and then successfully deliver those services or perform those skills. But conversely, a bad training experience puts that employee behind the eight ball from the get-go. And so if they survive at all, because typically many of them will attrit, uh, they'll be always playing catch-up and trying to provide that superior service or whatever that responsibility is. And so the, that training experience, now I may be biased, but that training experience truly is the critical enabler to whether that employee will be successful, not only in their job, but think about it, in their career, because oftentimes these jobs are the first on a pathway to their career development. Yeah. So again, training is very, very, very key here. With i brands can go completely virtual or blend on-site customer interaction agents with those working at home. Scale easily and securely with our digital CX platform. Smile with i Learn more at i yeah, good point. It, it, you're not being biased by any means. As I mentioned, it really is a rhetorical question because it, the role of training is is critical for frontline employees. So let's get into a discussion around the current state, John. What is the current state of training for frontline employees? Again, likewise, whether it's for internal frontline employees at an enterprise or at any BPO. Yeah, and and again, that that's that same point holds here. Um, the commonalities across frontline workforce training. Um, are, are, are set in stone. I mean, it's very, it's very, very common uh, because typically these jobs require a host of policies, processes, services, software systems that have to be mastered or learned during training in order to do the job. So as a result, this, this new uh, higher training is typically information dense. It's very information heavy. Um, yeah, you pair that often with the trainers who are delivering this experience they're typically what we would call subject matter experts. They know the content inside and out. What they may not be good at necessarily is being good educators or good facilitators. So typically when you put the two together, the very information heavy focus on a very short amount of time in that new hire training class, and then folks who are, again, know the content like the back of their hand, but not necessarily know how to help a newbie come up to speed with that, that that information, you end up with a result that is very much lecture-based. It's very much trainer-focused, uh, which is to say, and you can see this when you walk into a training classroom. What do you see? You see a set of training uh, tables laid out in rows, all facing the front of the, the, the classroom with a podium and a projector behind the trainer. And what happens in that classroom? Well, again, the trainer will walk in, We'll be, begin bringing up that information and marching down through it in a very much of a show and tell manner. The problem is learning by telling doesn't work. What we know is learning by doing works. So what we need to do is take that information rich delivery environment and flip it on its head so that the employees now, instead of just listening, watching and listening, can do, can begin to work with that information, practice it, try it, collaborate with others. And so that constant or the, that current state of training, unfortunately, um, is, is, is a result of the, again, the natural state of it, this, what they have to learn being so yeah. information dense. So, you know, it's, um, it, yeah, go ahead. There's a reason, John, that the phrase uh, classroom setup, like when you talk about setting mm -hmm. up a room classroom style, 
right? It's, you know, rows upon rows and then someone in the front. And that's that passive learning experience that you're, you're explaining here is the, is the current state. So you've begun to touch on, but let's go there now, John, let's go there. What is the future state of training and development for frontline employees? Yeah, well, you hit on it when you use the phrase passive learning, um, because again, con contrast that with the opposite, which is active learning. And that indeed is actually the future state. Um, what we need to be able to do is align how adults learn with what happens in that training classroom. And so rather than building an environment that's set up for passive learning, absorption of information, we need to sort of flip it so that that training classroom be can become a learning studio. And you know the, the studio element focuses on very active learning, lean forward, problem-based, learn by doing, working with others, um, working in small groups, as opposed to sitting and listening to a lecture. And in that learning studio approach, now uh, there is no front of the room anymore. And, um, and that's because the trainer is no longer lecturing, they're facilitating, he or she's facilitating. They're walking around constantly, looking over shoulders, coaching, mentoring, asking questions, and, and, and helping students work together. Um, and so it, it's, it's, a, it's a simple yet radical approach to taking what is, a, again, a very information-focused view of learning and turning it into a very active, social, problem-based uh, approach. Um, so the Easy. learning studio, you, you've given us a really good visual of that, John. The learning studio is not your typical classroom. You don't have the front of the room. You've got people sitting around maybe, you know, in circles or something. You've got the the facilitator facilitating and coaching as opposed to, to lecturing. So that's what the future state uh, generally looks like. Give us some insight on how i is deploying this future state of training and development. Yeah, I think that's where it's really exciting, Bernie, because what we're doing is we're having a three-prong approach to take and transform our entire learning organization into this very active learning environment or approach that I've been, we've been talking about here. And the three-prong approach consists of the following three elements. First is the physical or virtual space itself. Now, we've been talking about the training classrooms and how uh, an active learning studio looks very different physically in terms of the tables and how they're set up, things like that, from a passive environment. So we're transforming our training classrooms, both in the physical world and in the virtual, using our virtual learning classrooms to align to this active learning studio approach. The second is a change management approach. Um, and that's focusing on our trainers. For as you might well imagine, uh, if you're a trainer who is accustomed as a subject matter expert to coming in every day and lecturing, spending the bulk of the time with you talking, and all of a sudden now you're in an environment where your expectation is that you're no longer lecturing, but instead you're facilitating, again, walking around the classroom, working with students, asking questions, things like that, that's a very different environment to teach in. So you need to be both skilled, upskilled, and aligned to that new mode of teaching, the pedagogy, we call it, of, that's being used in that classroom. So we have to work closely with the trainers and get them to become, instead of trainers, facilitators. So that's a change management approach. And then third is a technology approach. As you might imagine, with the advances in AI and other software technology systems, there are some really cool tools that have come on the market to enable and empower this active learning environment. And I mentioned AI. 
that's because now we can have learning systems that are monitoring what a person is learning, how they're performing, and based on that, adapting the material that's uh, presented to them. So that instead of there's a one-size-fits-all curriculum that the entire classroom moves through, everyone can have a personalized learning program developed and managed for them by these types of systems. So between the combination of the three, we're transforming our learning environment and, and aligning to that very forward-looking, innovative, active learning. Very exciting, John, very exciting. And we're doing this uh, across verticals or enterprise-wide? Burn, it's enterprise-wide. Um, and that's the great thing about it because this approach does not just, um, is not just you know, um, appropriate for one vertical or one line of business. This is, this is how adults learn. And so as a result, this is an enterprise-wide activity rolled out across all geos, all verticals. That, again, very exciting. And John, the big takeaway for me is that, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that the future state of learning is just the way that we know that we learn. And that is by being engaged and by being coached and not being lectured at. And I love the visual of these classrooms not being the traditional classroom, but being uh, an environment where people are engaging with each other. And the, the facilitator is exactly that, a facilitator or a coach and not a lecturer. And so we know that, that that style of training is much more effective and it allows us to ramp up training programs faster and at scale. So very, very exciting. Thank you for sharing that, John. Thank you, Bernie. John, we are at a point in our uh, podcast where I want to get to our tradition here on the Digitally Irresistible podcast, and that is uh, we want to know uh, when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, thanks, Bernie. Well, uh, I'll, I'll share two loves of mine. One is running. Um, every year for now the past 15 years, I've been able, lucky enough to run the Chicago Marathon. I live here in Chicago. So that gives me an excuse to get out there and run every day. Uh, and then the second is, along with my wife, we have a camper van, uh, and we like to hop in that, and we've done some 25,000 miles in it over the past two years, traveling around the nation, the national parks, and getting out there um, and spending time outside the city. Sounds like fun. The, the marathon part does not sound like fun to me. <laughs> if it's fun for you, then that's great. I love the the, the camper thing. That That sounds awesome. John, I, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to uh, join us here today on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. This is a very important topic, and for us to be able to contrast the current state of global learning and training development for frontline employees, really anywhere across enterprises, BPOs, and then contrast that with the future state and how we're doing that at ICOR. Very exciting, and just want to thank you for sharing your expertise and your insights with us today. Oh, Barry, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you. It's quite an honor even to be here, so I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.